welcome to the Dietitian Dad Podcast. I am Michael Murphy, father of three, registered dietitian, and your dad when it comes to weight loss, nutrition, and health. No quick fixes or easy answers here, just evidence-based advice to help you permanently change your life. Happy New Year, everyone, and welcome back to the Dietitian Dad Podcast, entering my third year, which is crazy. Um, the podcast episodes in the year 2023, and by the way, welcome to 2024, were not as often. They used to be two weeks apart, but I've only been putting out about one a month or so, and that has a lot to do with the fact that I've been taking on more of a managerial role in my full-time job, which is the dietitian at AZ Weight Loss Clinic in Arizona. So I took on a lot more responsibility. I'm not only the dietitian, but now I'm managing a little bit more, getting a little bit deeper into the weeds, so to speak. And of course, that that takes more time. So I'm still here for you guys. I'm still going to put out episodes. I still want to do once every two weeks, if not even more. So stay with me. Um, Keep listening. I'm not going anywhere. Uh, I love doing these podcasts for you, and I love um, the fact that many of you are enjoying them. So they won't end. But just so you know, that's why you haven't seen as many episodes in 2023. Okay, let's move forward into a a wonderful new year. What I have for you on Slate in this episode, first, this is a a focus more on weight loss surgery episode. You know a lot of my episodes do that. Um, If you're a listener that doesn't really respond that much to that type of information, you may not love this one, Uh, but keep, keep looking out for new episodes. I'll have a lot of other topics for you, but if you are here for the weight loss surgery world, you're gonna like this one a lot. Being that I'm more in the managerial world, I am a little bit more in touch with a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Not that I wasn't before, I sure was, but I wanna talk to you about that because I think that somebody who is looking into weight loss surgery may not understand what goes on behind the curtain. I'm gonna try to pull the curtain back for you and I'm hoping I'll be able to share some information that will help you understanding this world a little bit more, being that I've been in this for 20 years. But before I get into all that fun, um, I do wanna, motivate you. I want to make sure that you are properly ready to take on this new year. Now, I just crossed my, or just just celebrated my 50th birthday a few weeks ago. And the reason why I'm telling you that is because when you hit that 5-0 and you're on the other side of it, you know life is a little bit shorter. You're on the back nine, so to speak. And although it doesn't matter how old you are, if you're listening to me, it does matter to understand that we just have to remind you that every year you're alive, every year, every month even, is something that we shouldn't take for granted. And But as we get older, we have to put more work into our healthcare, making sure we're seeing our doctors, making sure we're checking under the hood a lot more than we may have done in our 20s, 30s, and even our 40s. So what I want you all to understand, just remember this, you are, even if you're alive for one more year, we don't know when the end comes. Um, we should definitely push ourselves and make sure that we can not only enjoy our lives, but do it in a healthy way so that if we do live till our 90s or 100s, we're still thriving. And that's everybody's goal, right? So don't take this year for granted. I hope you didn't take last year for granted, but try not to. Let's go with it full force. And and what I want to express to you are three things or three different types of um, things that you want to do is depending on where you are with your weight loss surgery. Another way of saying that is there are about three different types of people having weight loss surgery on, in, in three different types of um, modes or phases in their life. 
let's put aside those who haven't had it yet. But if you have had it, you're in that zero month to six month range. You're in that six month to about 18 month range. And then you're in 18 month to the rest of your life range after surgery. And here's a few tips for you in those three different stages. If you're in the zero months, you just had surgery to six months. This is critical, but you're also as critical as it is. You also know that you're excited to have the surgery. You've, you've gone through a lot to get there. So it's almost the motivation is a little bit easier. You're ready to go. You've been properly prepared. At least I hope you have. So having that surgery, going through the liquid diet afterwards, going to the mushies and getting to that normal diet takes a few months and you're, you're losing weight no matter what you're doing. So it kind of is a little bit easier. I don't want to make it sound like anything's easy, but I think you know what, I'm, what I mean by that. Now, you hit that six-month point, and the surgery date is further behind you. Therefore, from a human, psychological, mental, emotional standpoint, we tend to not appreciate something the, lo- the farther it's you know passed, right? So that six-month is critical as well because now we want to push that next year from six months to 18 months to not only get the, all the weight off that we hope to lose, Also be prepared to keep it off. So that's the really critical time after weight loss surgery, from six months to 18 months. And that's give or take, of course, some time. It's not perfect. This is where you really want to be pushing yourself and educating yourself, listening to podcasts like this one, of course, and making sure you seek out the help from your surgeon. And, and of course, wake up every day with a a plan and have everything you need in place to thrive in that one-year period of time. So that once that 18-month point hits, you may not have lost all of your weight, and that's okay. But at least you've prepared yourself for your life that is not ever going to go back. You can't reverse something like a gastric sleeve or a bypass. Once you hit that 18 months, many of you are there. You know this. You can never stop working. Just like they say you should never stop learning. It doesn't matter if you're 80 years old. You could still go back to school. That's so true with the surgery. You never stop working on yourself. You never become to a point or come to a point where it's done and then you can just relax and say, okay, I did it. I was successful. You should never be able to say that because if you could say, oh, I had weight loss surgery and I was successful. You are basically implying you are done. And although you can tell people you did well with it, there is never an end There's always a flow and a continuous path. So when you hit that 18 month, it's important you understand that so that you can continue to work just as hard, maybe take the foot off the the gas a little bit and relax a little bit, of course, but you really can never, ever stop. Now, of course, you can always equate this to not not having weight loss surgery. If you fully have made that change in your life to lose weight and keep it off forever, there's still some argument that you can make that this is also the same similar path. Um, but regardless, I hope you all are, are out there thriving and doing well. Just keep working hard on yourself. Make sure you have a plan, at least for this year. Okay, so that's your motivational talk for this episode. Um, let me jump into a little bit about the behind the scenes as promised of the weight loss surgery industry. And what I want to, I think I want to start out with like, you know, where you can get your surgery and the cost and, and what, what that cost is. Why it, why is surgery certain price somewhere and cheaper somewhere else and all that stuff that goes on when it comes to seeking out paying for this. I'm not just going to talk about money, but I, I think it's important to understand a little bit as somebody who's behind the scenes a little bit on this. And 
I work for a company that is not hospital-based. Therefore, it is one of the few. I mean, you've heard this. Many doctors get swallowed up by hospitals because they can't survive on their own, like primary care physicians and different types of um, specialists. So when you have a bariatric surgical group um, you know, out there swimming alone without that hospital to back them up, I mean, you got to respect that because it is definitely a lot harder because you don't have the hospital money to carry the, the, the program. If the program has a bad month or the program isn't bringing in much money, the hospital has, you know, there's no, really not a, a threat of it shutting down unless it's really not profitable. And that is a key word, profitable, right? So when somebody is seeking out weight loss surgery, they're trying to get healthier, better themselves, change their lives. And in a perfect world, you would have surgeons who are just waiting for them to come and you know do the surgery for free, or maybe the insurance will pay some of it. Um, you know, basically just to help people and, and operate on them to to help change their lives for the better. But in reality, you know, a surgeon or a surgical group has to pay their bills, and that can be quite hard if insurance reimbursement is low. I mean, that's for me personally. Like, I I, I help people, right? I'm a dietitian. People hire me to help them, and I would need to collect money from them, although I, I have helped people for free. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to do that, but I have to be able to you know, provide for my family. You all know this already. I don't need to tell you that. But So I'm collecting money for a service that I wish I can do, really, just to help people, but that's just not the, the reality of life. Um, when you think about other doctors, you know, you have primary care physicians there. You walk in the, the office, they're, they're literally about to, they're going to collect your money. They're going to take your copay. They're going to bill you for whatever your insurance doesn't pay. And we all kind of accept it. But weight loss surgery, I don't know why. I feel like it's a little bit different. I think that a person who's seeking out weight loss surgery has more than likely an expectation that their insurance covers it. And therefore, whatever their insurance pays the surgeon is good enough. And unfortunately, the truth is, a lot of the major insurance companies, you would think they'd pay pretty well, but they, they don't. They just, for, for a bariatric practice not affiliated with the hospital to not only keep the doors open just to remain, um, just to pay the bills, but, you know, of course you want some profitability. The amount insurance companies are paying these days is, is almost comical. And of course, I'm referring to the United States. Now, if you go abroad, um, let's say south of the border, for instance, um, you know, which is a thriving weight loss surgery industry, and, and many doctors down there do amazing work, very safe work. Nothing wrong with them. I, I'm not anti uh, going somewhere else for this. Um, however, is, is it preferred? No, because you want to be around your doctor. You want to you live in that same area if you need emergency support or you want to be able to visit that office often, going there isn't as good. Um, but the, the thing that has always puzzled me is how are these other doctors outside the states able to, to make a living and make a profit and charge literally $4,000 for, uh, let's say, a gastric sleeve surgery? Um, the, the obvious answer is uh, labor is cheaper there. Um, Likely even the surgeons they hire may not be expecting to make as much money per year. This is where you can literally get political with the United, with our healthcare system in the United States versus, let's say, Mexico. Um, the cost of living in Mexico is lower. Therefore, they can pay their wages lower. Um, the cost of even the products used in surgery are less expensive than, for instance, um, if you have a gastric sleeve 
the doctors need to use, actually, um, they have to buy staple cartridges for the staples. Um, these cartridges are not cheap. They probably cost in the thousands of dollars in the United States. So if, if a doctor in the United States wanted to charge you 4000 like and compete with the same prices, they would lose money on every case because they have to just buy the staple gun, the staple cartridges, um, let alone running a surgery center with nurses and anesthesiologists make hundreds of dollars an hour for the surgery. You know, you can go on and on. These costs go up fast. So to make money off of one weight, um, gastric sleeve surgery in the States is a lot different than down, down South. I still am not sure how, they, how much they have to pay for these staple cartridges. I have no clue. But I would assume they're much, much less expensive for the exact same product. Now, is, is the service inferior? As I mentioned, I don't know. I don't think it is. I think you get some pretty good um, service for your, your money, which is why people go there. Um, but on the flip side, you, if you have insurance that covers this, you still might have a couple thousand dollars to pay out of your pocket. But now you have that insurance to kind of be there for you if something were to go wrong, which is rare, um, and also to help pay for all your follow-up visits and help you out in case you needed anything else after the surgery. But on a strict paying cash basis, if somebody had no insurance or they didn't have insurance that covered weight loss surgery, you're talking four or $5,000 versus sixteen to 18000 in the States. And that difference is understandable why somebody with no insurance may go, may go south or to another country and have this done. I can't blame them for that. Okay, so, so someone comes to an uh, independent center like ours. They may have some out-of-pocket costs even with, with insurance. Okay, fine. Now the doctor who owns the business now has to hire a staff of billers to somehow be able to get reimbursed from their, the major um, insurance companies. They have to get the case approved through them, which takes staffing and hours of work. They then have to get somebody to track down the case after the surgery and get a, get a check sent to them for hopefully what amounts to something worthy of um, all that time. And, and rarely, not rarely, but it, it doesn't happen as often as we like, um, which is why we love a, a, an insurance called Surgery Plus, which has been a godsend to us. And it is something that is contracted with many major companies like Home Depot, American Airlines, and they have a contract with our doctors to where the person with that insurance can come in and get Beautiful service. You know, they even pay for their hotel stay if they've come in from out of town and have the surgery in a decent amount of time. And there's an agreed upon price. It's so beautiful versus the other insurance companies that have $5,000 deductibles. You know, so if you have a $5,000 deductible, guess what? You're going to have to pay $5,000. If you go to the hospital, you might have an 80-20 plan. So therefore, you might have to pay 20% towards your out-of-pocket max, which is maybe another $1,000. There's so many crazy amount of fees, which gets me to that problem with insurance right and how in, insane insurance is in this in the in this country and how it it complicates things where they don't have to be so complicated um so you know in addition to all that you have to pay your surgeons you have to pay your anesthesiologists your nurses um all the staff the medical assistants of course the dietitians, to um work in tandem to get you to to the surgery point and all of your aftercare you know, weight loss surgery is a tough business. You have to continue to, to accept new patients, continue to do surgeries. You, you, you know, you always have to have the next patient coming in because once the patient has a surgery, um, their financial obligation is pretty much almost zero. So 
that's where it's very stressful. You have to continue to spend a lot of money on advertising and commercials or online and just continue to get your name out there so people could come to you. Hopefully, if they're looking at weight loss surgery, number one, they're going to find you because you have the best reputation or um, the best reviews. Um, just educating them about getting weight loss surgery a lot of times goes through their doctor. So we have to have good relationships with all the primary care physicians in our area so that if they see somebody who, who they might recommend weight loss surgery to, they'll, they'll refer that patient to us. So if you are to advertise, um, let's say, 20000 a month, you can expect to get a certain amount of people to, to pick up the phone and give you a call. Let's say 100 people, just for fun. Out of those 100 people that actually are bold enough to call, which, let's face it, if you've had the weight loss surgery, you know it's tough, then, then they'll call. They'll schedule an appointment. Out of those 100 people who schedule an appointment, you're hoping to see them actually go through with that appointment at about 60 of them. 40 of them will no-show, reschedule, or cancel because they changed their mind. They got a little bit scared. They just didn't know what they were getting themselves into. So if 60 people show up, then you have to say, out of those 60, how many are going to have good coverage for their insurance and not have a ton of out-of-pocket costs? You're probably half, so you're down to 30. Out of those 30, you now have to send them off to do a ton of testing, a ton of work, before the surgery can happen. Out of those 30, there are going to be some people who change their mind or get busy or something happens and they can't have the surgery. So now you're down to probably, I would say, 15 people. Out of those 15 people, you have to hope that they meet their requirements in terms of their comorbidities, what their BMI is. A few of those are not going to get approved by insurance. You're probably about three of them. So now we're down to about 12 out of 100 people that actually picked up the phone to call who actually will go to have their surgery. So as you can see, you have to, I mean, this is any business, don't get me wrong, but it seems like a little bit harder here. You have to continuously be taking in calls, scheduling appointments, um, confirming appointments, making sure patients are comfortable when they come in just to get them to the surgery. That's a lot of effort, of course. But now what we have, especially me, I want to make sure my patients who've had the surgery, who chose us and made that decision, are well taken care of after the surgery. I want to make sure that they know to come in for follow-ups. They have access to me to reach out with any questions and are feeling, feeling um, well taken care of after the surgery, not forgotten about, not just, just kind of dispersed, you know, what's the word, dispersed. And can I, can I say somebody, 100% of my patients feel amazing? Of course I can. I'm sure there are some that feel like they were forgotten about I don't, for whatever reason, just, just fell through the cracks. And that's unfortunate because I would love 100% satisfaction there. But that's a whole nother, you know, those are, that's hours and hours of work. So the weight loss surgery industry, on, on my side of it, if you're somebody who's had it, um, it's, in, it's not hugely important. I think it's important you understand our side of it because we, we mean well. We, we care about you. We want you to be successful. Um, unselfishly, but even selfishly, you doing well helps us because, of course, you spread the word and more people will come to us. You will review us. So there's incentive behind any business and, and why do they want to provide great, great um, service, of course. Now, I've worked with many bariatric surgeons. Um, you know, I don't know how many, probably well, not that many, <laughs> 10 to 15 maybe. And there, there's been all, um, all sorts of different personalities in them. Um, you know, and, and their job is not only to operate, they have to be good at that. And pretty much almost all of them I worked with have been very good at it. But they also have to have, to have um, 
an easygoing personality or at least to be somebody that you want to come in and see. Not, not In my opinion, I guess I should say this. They have to be um, accessible and they have to be somebody that you don't mind being alone in a room with, whether you're doing well or not. And they may be stern with you and they may kind of give you the truth behind if you're not doing what you should be doing. But they should never be somebody that you don't want to see. You, know, you should always want to feel good about coming in the office. And, and on the rare occasion that somebody feels that way about a doctor I've worked with, at least I'm there to help ease that you know, discomfort level if they feel comfortable with myself so the doctor can see them, but I also will come in and talk to the, the patient. And it's important they feel good about that. So doctors have to have a certain personality that, that work in the weight loss surgery industry for sure. Okay, I hope that gave you a little bit more understanding of the, this, the, this industry that you might have chosen to be a part of in terms of our, you know, my side of it, the, the behind-the-scenes look. Um, if, anything, anything like I, if anything I said resonated with you and you want to comment, just go on my Instagram, Dietitian Dad. Let me know how you feel. You can friend me at, um, on Facebook at Mike Murphy RD as well. Happy to have you in there. Um, we're, I'm looking forward to an amazing year with you guys. Appreciate you listening as always. And hopefully I'll be back in just a couple weeks with a brand new episode for you. Thanks. Follow me on Instagram and TikTok at dietitian underscore dad while you wait for the next episode to drop. And remember, permanent changes lead to permanent results. <laughs>